This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we start a new week. It's called the podcast because I don't know how you get it. You download it or something, but I'm glad you do because that means you're listening to us right now. Al, what's up? Good morning, Jerry. It is a download. You go to, you know what I always what, always like when people say, uh, get it wherever you get your podcasts. They do that too whenever like anybody's selling a book now. Is they'll that go, true? Yeah, they'll go, get it wherever you get books. Because it's it's gotten so confusing as to where you get books or where you get podcasts. Right, That sure. you have to just say that. Like you can't just go, oh, uh, get your podcast, get it, go to Apple Podcasts. Well, then people that don't have Apple, uh, Spotify. Well, not all of them are on Spotify. Uh, Radio dot com. Not all of them are on Radio dot com. iHeart. Not all of them are that. Like it, it, it gets so confusing. So you just go get it wherever you get your podcasts. I like that. That works. You spark get it the, wherever you, you get books. You jarred a thought there because you said you know wherever you get your books. Yeah, books. I was in Barnes and Noble a couple of weeks ago. I walked in and on one of the tables I see uh, a book like right there for anybody to see. Unf your mind. <laughs> Unf your mind. Okay, that was pretty much the book. It's about positivity and positive thinking and blah 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 blah. But it's just funny when you say wherever you get your books. That was like the first thing right. I saw in Barnes and Noble <laughs> a couple weeks ago. <laughs> the rare Barnes and Noble brick and mortar store that's still standing somewhere yeah. in New Jersey, like the Homedale area. I think that's right? where I was. Yeah. That's where I was. You know that one right by Patricia's where you guys go. Yeah, used to go when I you lived in Madawan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's something I've been noticing for a long time. I keep forgetting to bring this up on the radio. Remember, and it started, uh, I guess, the beginning of the season for the NFL, where, where teams, you could put messages on the back of your helmet. Yes. And there were approved messages that you could put on the back of your helmet. There's right. like Black Lives Matter and racism. Uh, there's a bunch of them. but And some players, and I, I take notice of this now, like which players choose to put a message and which ones don't i don't sure. know why i don't know what it means that i'm taking notice of it like right. i saw for example philip rivers has colts back there he's got none but i think that the one where you choose to, to pick a message but you don't want to be controversial in any way mm-hmm. the one that says we're in this together <laughs> well, and that's also the NFL's tagline <laughs> oh it is okay that's i believe isn't that on the back of all end zones 
you know, I don't know. I have not noticed that. I believe I just always, that is painted on the back of every end zone. Not in the like, end zone, just off it. I feel like for some people, Black Lives Matter, for some people it's a political organization, and for other people right. it's it's a statement. So I think if you are worried about being controversial, you don't pick that one because you go, oh, if that's going to be seen as the political organization, sure. I don't well, have a background in what they're all about. See, it's it's very interesting to me because you, you couldn't be more right. I mean, yeah. there are different meanings for it for different people. And so, for instance, I mean, I, I've told you for years and years, you and you and Craig once um, recorded me in the newsroom when I did not know Herschel Walker was coming in in Astoria, and you were trying to get me to say something bad about him. I don't even remember <laughs> that. And I don't I remember that either. You don't remember that? Yeah, no. that was really, that was lovely. Hope Evan knows what the hell he's walking into today. Uh, um, and you you were the one you came out probing me about Herschel Walker. And yeah. you were like asking me leading questions so I would say yeah. something bad about him. Right. And I, I wouldn't because he is my favorite athlete of all time. It turns out to be a you know really good guy too when, we, yes. when he's come in a couple of times. But if you follow him or even his son, I don't follow his son on Twitter, but he, he retweets a lot of stuff. And they are, as African-Americans, they are very far right, and they're very Republican, and they were pro-Trump. Right. And they were the ones that I read about the Black Lives Matter organization, not so much the movement, because, again, different meanings. Right. And they really outed the organization as being not what it's cracked up to be. Is that the right way to say it, I would guess? And so there's an African-American athlete, and you sit there and you shake your head like, all right, time out. Is it for this or is it for this? And it's very confusing. So I, I know what you're saying about the message because if you put that on, the people that think it's one thing are going to look at you that way, and the people that think it's another will look at you in that way. Right. The whole thing is bizarre. Right. But that's what's wrong with society. We don't know what's true and what's not anymore. That's true, Jerry. Like the statement Black Lives Matter, yes, we all agree with that. The political organization, who knows what they're up to. So, yeah, right. I always just think when I see anybody in a helmet that says we're all in this together, they were like, listen, I got to if I don't put anything on the back, people are going to think I'm racist. But if I put something that offends somebody else, let me just put that one. Right. I, and I think you're exactly right with this. We're all in this together. That's a very succinct, direct yeah. message that offends nobody. Also, the other one that I think is good is the one that just says end racism. Because yeah. you can't, no one's going to argue with that one. You can't, no, of course not. You're not going to argue with that. You know, of course not. I mean, again, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great thought. And God, you don't understand how we can't accomplish it. But at the end of the day, I don't know that we'll ever see that end in our lifetime just right. because you've got bad people everywhere. They're bad. There are. I mean, you could take them uh, out of a million people. You're going to have a few bad seeds. There's no right. way around that. He's a so, bad seed. But what we can do is limit it and educate. Yes. And I've always said it starts in the house, man. But whatever. And that's what I say, Jerry. I've I got think. two. I have two quality uh, post game podcast stories back to back here, Jerry. Okay. We, we, uh, on the lighter side of thing. Uh, number one, a new study is out that says now they they studied these are people ages eleven to twenty four, so young people. All right, so I'm in that young wheelhouse people. right now. I have a sixteen year old, and I got a ten year old, soon to be eleven. Perfect. So you're right in this wheelhouse, Jerry. It says thirty three percent, so one third of people here in America say at that age group they've never seen a cow in person. What do you think of that? <laughs> Have your boys seen a cow in person? Probably, right? Who cares? 
This was a study done, Jerry. A lot of work went into this. A lot of work went in. They polled people coming out of uh, places. Have you ever seen a Imagine that. We have, oh, we're running. Hi, this is Gallup and Quinnipiac. We're putting a poll together. Have you ever people seen a cow for this stuff? Yeah. Thirty-three percent. Like I don't think I have seen a cow in person. Yes, Mike. Yes, we and you have. You've driven by living in Matawan, yeah. going all the way down to uh, Spring Lake. You used to take thirty-four. There's no yes, question. A lot of you farms. have passed by a cow. Yes, you have. I'm seen... trying to think. Like if you were polled, Jerry, and said, "Have you ever touched a cow?" No, but I'm not touching animals. So I'm trying to think. I bet I pet a cow at some point. I have not. I'm I've 51. never. Nor have I ever touched a horse. Um, trying to think what other animal. Really, I've you've never pet a, a pig. horse? No, no, I don't think so. On top of my top of my head, no, no. Hmm. Right, so that's what's happening. I think with this study, probably people have seen a, a cow in person, and off the top of their head, they're not. Then they're like, remember that time we went da da da, and you saw the cow, right? And what was the number that hadn't? 33%. Yeah, I don't believe that. That's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, well, no, no. And I take that back. If okay. you live in an urban city area, right. why would right, you see they one? Where'd they go? New York City? Only right. people born and bred in the Bronx they talk to. Then that, <laughs> Ever seen a cow in person? In that case, they're right. Right. If but, they went to Indiana, they'd be like, yeah, I see a cow every day. Then that might be less than 1% would say no. Right. Depends yeah, I on need where to you look do more the poll. Into this. Again, this is how we can skew numbers and stats right. to the way we want them. Right. Terrible. I'm trying to think if I ever touched a cow. Yeah, her name was Betsy back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my old dates. Hey. Oh, hey man. What I got to tell you. Hmm. Here's another back-to-back. I told you I promised you, Jerry, back-to-back podcast-type stories. Uh, now with more people being home, people want their restrooms to be cleaner. Follow this logic, Okay. Yeah. So you're using, you're not going to the office a lot of people, so they're doing their peeing and pooping at home a lot more because they're not peeing at work. So right. the toilet's getting a lot more work. So in Japan, Jerry, another new study is out that says now upwards of seventy percent of Japanese men sit down to pee because they think it keeps their toilets cleaner and they won't have to clean them as much. That's another high number. 70% of I mean, men in Japan sit down to pee. What are we, honestly, what are we doing? With, the, with, the, with these uh, scientific studies? Is that what you're asking? Like, how are these yes. getting approved? Oh, my God. We, are we really, we've question. lost our minds as a society. We have lost our minds. It, it, it's, it's, it's nice that I live in my little bubble yeah. that I do. Because if I actually cared about these studies and people like this, it's kind of like... When something happens and my wife will ask me, how do you stay so calm or why do you not why do you not react? Yes. And I will tell her because there are three things in life I care about. You, One. my kids, and my family. Like, that's it. I, you can't. I'm not going to get nuts over people that are, <laughs> that are sitting down to urinate. In Japan. Who cares? It's also in Japan. They didn't study any any Americans oh. for this, so I don't know if our of, of more Americans. I would like to hear stuff. from somebody on Twitter who, since the pandemic, has been sitting down to urinate. Morons. My friend Paul says he always sits down to urinate and always has. 
Why? He thinks it's more relaxing and less likely to miss the toilet. And at night, I've heard more men sit down to pee because they don't oh, want to turn wait, the light okay. on. When you say you hear more men, <laughs> what <laughs> men are we water. talking about that you've talked about and talked to? Paul? Some water cooler talk, Jerry. <laughs> you haven't men. seen a water cooler in seven months. <laughs> men around the water cooler. They what bring water cooler? <laughs> who, who are these men? Who are these people? Like, is this Gina's son? Who else have you seen? Your dad? No, I feel like I've been reading that. Where? You don't read. That's fair as well. <laughs> I would feel like sitting down is more effort. You're you're sitting down. That's it is more effort. It takes up. longer. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, good lord, right. we've all we've lost our minds. We uh, let's be honest. This pandemic has completely effed up everybody. Yeah, it's really screwing us up. Uh, Can I ask a weird question? Yeah, sure. Because I feel like you were on G's side with this, and I've given this a lot of thought. Okay. Believe it or not, in the last week or so. So I played the clip last week of Antonio Brown, who's been working with Tony Robbins. Right. And G went off the rails on how they're basically stealing money from people with their, you know, their, their, um, sense of positivity and their messaging and the fact that they you know charge you $125 to come listen to them speak for three hours, blah, 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 blah. When, in fact, you take what you want from that. No one's forcing you to pay that $125. Correct. And in a lot of cases, these are people that are either down in the dumps, they're looking for something to kind of get them going in a different direction. And for some people, it does work. And I think in that case, the $125 is very well spent. What is the difference? If I want to spend $125 to sit in an arena for a few hours to listen to someone try and pump positivity into my mind, that might actually impact some sort of change in a good direction for me, as opposed to someone who spends God knows how much money seeing a therapist every week yes. to basically talk them through their problems that they can't handle on their own. What is mm -hmm. the difference exactly? I, uh, I'm with you on that one. I think I, I agree with uh, people that want to pay to go see Tony Robbins. I happen to like the guy. I actually watch some of his stuff. I'm not. I don't think I'd ever pay the money, but I do think that there's decent messaging in there. Is there a certain feel of, you know, this guy's getting rich off of people that are in desperate need of, but he's providing a service that they willingly want. Yes. And to yeah. me, the therapist is not a one-time thing a few times a year. God knows what you're billing out insurance every week for them to tell you that your life could be better than it is. Yeah, so like, so Gina loves motivational-type speakers, and she does get something out of it. When she so hears I. a positive message, she is happier after hearing it. Maybe she, it makes you feel like you can accomplish things sometimes if they're good at what they do. And I think more so now with social media being very negative and now around the election more so than ever, to constantly be, be bombarded by negative social media messages. Yep, I agree. If you, if you hear Tony Robbins or someone like him and you get something out of that, just the fact that it's not negative, then I think that's a very good thing. I agree. And to so me, it's not, the, it's not the same thing for me as an evangelist. Is that the Correct. right word? Yes. That's basically selling you on the buy. And if and listen, if you're into that, good for you, man. Enjoy it. Listen to that messaging. I wouldn't tell you not to. But I, I don't think it's the same thing. I really don't. Although, in that case, you're still looking for something and they're still providing it to you. Right, but so. I feel like they work out on 
a fear, like a fear of God punishing you if you don't do the right thing. That very true, too. That yeah. is very true, too. As opposed to the guy that's just giving you positive messaging and, damn it, you can do what you don't think you can do or you can do what your stupid-ass you know, father-in-law is telling you you're not capable of. Right. So, I, yeah, I'm with you. All right, I'm just wondering because I, I don't know why. When we, that conversation came up last week, I felt like I didn't defend it enough mm-hmm. and I kind of got shouted down. But it's like the more I thought about it, it's no different than going and seeing a therapist. And to right. me, the therapist could be even more of a of a. Uh, I don't want scams. Not a the right swindler? word. Well, no, I don't want to say that because you are the one seeking them out. It's the same thing. They're providing a service to you, but I feel like that's more accepted when, at the end of the day, the two are pretty similar. Yes, it's just a different forum. So. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> And then what happened? And then what happened? (laughs) All right, time's up. Get out. (laughs) Get off my couch. (laughs) I got another person in the waiting room. Yes, exactly. All right, well, this was good. All right, Jerry, I enjoyed this. Let's do the warm-up show now. And then tomorrow, what do you say we come back here uh, for the warm-up show at 5 a.m.? You've got Craig and Evan coming up at 2 p.m. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I'm going to be near my radio.com for that. Yes. And we will see you tomorrow, Jerry. See you tomorrow, Al. Soon! What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Alan Jerry, no guests, no calls, and no real content. Five few minutes after five o'clock, it's a Monday. We start a new week. Most of us in New York City, down in Bradley Beach, we find Albert Jack Dukes. What's up, Al? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. I was so close to coming to the studios today. I was, uh, I was told I was coming in at the end of the week. I was buying groceries you know i have i have a lot of snacks in the morning jerry you know i'm constantly eating snacks during the show so i was like i gotta keep this up let me get all my snacks for the week and on my ride from the supermarket to my home i was told not yet not yet and there you are but soon very soon they're working on a couple of computer issues and then it will be all good but today i think i want to try to fool boomer I have uh, set up my green screen. This is an inside for the warm-up show listeners. Jerry, I've set up a green screen that'll make it look like I'm in the studio. Well, that'd be kind of neat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do that. And uh, my guess is it'll look better than when I'm actually in the studio. Maybe this is a plan for the future. This could be a plan for the future, Jerry. Exactly. Jerry, what up with your Dallas Cowboys yesterday? That was intriguing. I know they lost, but that was an intriguing uh, ball game. You know what, though? With Garrett Gilbert. At this point, it doesn't matter if they win or lose. It really doesn't. But that would have been cool. so many things that bother you about this game. Number one, Garrett Gilbert was fine. But the inner, you're up 19-15 on the six-yard line. A field goal puts you up seven, and I know there was pressure. You can't just throw the ball up for grabs and be picked off. That's number one. Number two, illegal contact on Jalen Smith when the receiver falls down is whatever. 
And then, you know, Jalen Smith's hand. Oh, God. And, the, and then and then you get them on three and out, three incomplete passes, and there's roughing the passer crap. I Give me a break already when a hand grazes the side of a helmet, has no intent, no impact on the play. It's just, it's mindless. But the rules of the, here's, Joe B said this many times in his last 10 years here on the fan. Watching an NFL game now, you have to wait 30 seconds after a play's over to know if you can celebrate the play or not. Correct. It's it's awful. It really is just awful. It's the one thing baseball has over football. When someone hits a home run. It's a home run. I mean, unless it's like, did it hit the foul pole? Did, like, like for the 99% of the home runs, you know are home runs, and you could celebrate immediately. And then what is Mike Tomlin doing? At the end of the game, not kicking the field goal to go up eight, instead giving the Cowboys 40 seconds and a five-point. Now, listen, it's Garrett Gilbert. I get it. They came with an 18 yards of beating them, though. Uh, yeah. Just a, it, was a, it was an entertaining game because the Cowboys actually played hard, <laughs> which was nice to see, but frustrating at the same time. And we thought it was going to be a blowout, Jerry. We thought, well, I did. I took the Steelers minus 13 and a half. A in my Okay. So I run a like a football pool, like a little fundraiser for our baseball team. We got mm-hmm. like 30, 40 people that get involved. I think it was, I think we had 30, I think this week we had 31 people involved. Out of the 31 people, how many people do you think took the Cowboys? Zero. No, 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 we had three. Really? 28 people took the Steelers. Oh, because I, I wasn't considering the points, right. Right, right. There's the a points. lot of points, a lot yeah. of points. Everybody thought the Steelers, including myself, thought the Steelers mm-hmm. were just going to bury them. So you, Me too. You were not wrong. But you I was one. Wrong. I was one in four once again in my parlay. It is unbelievable. You were one in four again out of seven weeks. I think I've been one in four, uh, or maybe out of six weeks, I've been one in four, or five of them, and two wow. and three the other one. Well, you're consistent. I picked the right winners, Jerry. It's this whole point situation. If there wasn't a thing with points, I know I'd be crushing you. it. Or you could just do pick five. Yeah, in the money line. You still yeah. win money. You st- right. I, what I would have to do is you'd have to bump up a $5 bet because the $5 bet on the money line gives, pays you like garbage. It's not garbage. garbage. It's not garbage. That's where you're wrong. It's not garbage. I'll do it this week just to see. I'll sh- And then when I do it, uh, I normally do it tomorrow as I'm writing my parlay. Yeah. Lest you think that's off the top of my head, Jerry. That is not. That is all written down. Of course it is. Uh, I will. You're I like will, the CeeLo of uh, betting videos. <laughs> I will write down what my picks would be uh, against the spread and with no points yeah. being used, and you I'll show you that. the difference. And you'll win. No, no, I'm not saying there's not a difference, but this notion that you're going to bet ten dollars to win ten dollars is not true. No, you'll get much better odds than that. Right, but I think that would have to be a twenty-five dollar five-team parlay. How okay, how about this? You'll probably win once in a while. Oh. Hundred <laughs> percent, as opposed to two straight years of nothing. Uh, well, two and a half, almost two and uh, a half, three, almost three, three, three years of nothing. Right. So at, keep spending uh, minimum. Keep, keep just peeing away five bucks. Yes, <laughs> Jerry. The Giants did win though yesterday. The only team they've beaten this year is Washington twice. A win is a win is a win. A win is a win is a win. Uh, we had uh, we got to see Alex Smith yesterday because Kyle Allen went down with a with a nasty leg injury, dislocated we, ankle. Dislocated ankle. That sounds horrendous. Dislocated slash broken ankle. Yeah. Although I don't know how you have one without the other, but all right. I did see uh, Jabril Peppers, who had the hit where the injury was, uh, where the injury happened. He did look, he looked nervous after the play, 
like he was like looking very concerned. I think he felt then, bad. Yeah, then he felt bad. I heard he apologized after the game. Yeah. And he was all over the field yesterday. It's Jabril Peppers. He chair. played well. Had a had a pick late. Had the fumble recovery. I like the fumble recovery when you got three or four refs still on the pile and he's running to the sideline <laughs> with the ball. And it was literally was wasn't until one of the giant defenders told the hey hey ref ball's over there. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have the ball anymore. It's on Actually, the sidelines. Very funny. Very funny. <laughs> So uh, a nice Giants win, I guess. Do we say, Jamie and I watched it? It was not exciting football. It was kind of what we expected, boring. But but it's a step in the right direction for Daniel Jones. Right. And for a defense that I thought played well. Listen, Alex Smith gave Washington a jolt and a half. You take – I know he had the two late picks. Yes, But at one point, he was 11 for 12 at one point. The game totally changed when he came in. So I give the Giants a lot of credit for hanging on there. Oh, a little strange. The Giants had the Giants win by seven, but they Giants defense forces five tone they turnovers. Three. They won by three. They won by three. It was twenty three twenty. Where'd you come up with seven? Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what headline said the Giants win by seven. So no headline, but that's a great question. Let me. Uh, I'm going to get that during the break, Jerry. <laughs> I'm going to call out somebody here. How about you call out yourself yeah. once in a while? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-three <laughs> twenty, you say, Jerry? Yes, that was the final score. Final score, twenty-three twenty. Yep. They had twenty something, and there was a four-point play at the end. They had a twenty-to-three lead at halftime. They did. Yes, they did. And that's where I said. Then what happened? As I said, Alex Smith was inserted into the game, and he played well. He really and, did. After and, the injury, he played well. And he gets to start next week, his first start since the 2000 season. I'm still nervous watching him, though. Me too, especially when they like go for his legs. Yeah, I know. Pull I'm, his legs down. I'm with you. I get it. Very nervous watching him. Very nervous. I'm very tense. Very nervous. It's very tense uh, trying to watch that game. And no turnovers for Daniel Jones, Jerry. No, he played That's well. a positive. Yeah. And that one where he got sacked, he got drilled. And held on he, to the ball. Yeah, he was holding on to the ball with just one hand to pounding it or whatever. And uh, I was shocked he held on to that. All I, now, I, we were we were playing uh, in a, t- a baseball tournament yesterday, so I did not see the entire first half of this game. But I listened to Papa and Banks on the way home. Papa. Um, yeah, I didn't. So, I mean, it seemed like it seemed like they were moving the ball and they were doing a lot of good things in that first half. So, build up a big lead. Good for them. Hey, good for you. Hey, what a weird game last night. If uh, you went to bed and didn't watch, I assume everyone goes to bed at eight p.m., but probably not true, right? Uh, no, 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 not true at all. Actually, <laughs> I was even up till after nine. What a uh, crushing, dominating performance by the Saints, putting the smackdown on Tom Brady. So here's the, so this I found this interesting because the Saints score early at seven nothing, and then they're driving the ball down the Bucks' throats, and then all of a sudden you get the turnover at the one yard line. And my thought was, I wonder if this is going to be like the Packer game again, where the Packers in that first quarter a few weeks ago completely dominated, and then next thing you knew they got crushed. And then I woke up, I saw 38-3 Saints. I say, okay, no, that's not the case. But what happens, like, 31 nothing at halftime, and then it's only 7-3 for the rest of the way? That seems very odd. I guess the other team just, they take their foot off the pedal. I guess. I don't know. Their defense, I guess, was playing. I mean, Brady threw three picks. I guess the defense was playing so well, you can kind of coast a little bit. Hmm. I, did, I did not stay up to watch the game. So what do we think now? Uh, Buccaneers not a Super Bowl favorite now? Take them off the list? No, I wouldn't take them off the list. I think they're six and three. They're going to be a playoff team, and we'll see what we get. When we get there. I would not take them off the list at all. They still have every capability of being in the Super Bowl. 
But you're not going to crown him right now, Jerry. I'm not crowning anybody. You want to crown him? How about we mentioned the Steelers and the Cowboys earlier. How about the fact, I found this interesting, first time ever the Steelers are 8-0. Yeah. You know, such an incredible franchise. I would have thought that might have happened once before, but I heard Mike Tomlin say first time in franchise history. I would have thought in the Terry Bradshaw era. Right. Exactly. When they were handing the ball to Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer. When do you think? And I, we probably, with the bus. I should say we should both know this, but we, we don't. When do you think was the last time the Steelers had a losing season? I'm going to say the Steelers had a losing season. In when the Bubby f- Brister was the quarterback. That's probably a good guess. Bubby Brister. Yeah, and I'm just. I don't I'm going to say it's going to be uh, not since the uh, 2000 and before prior to 2007. So we got eight. We have an eight and eight season last year. Eight and eight and thirteen and twelve. Do, 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 eight they were eight. eight and eight a lot. 2006, eight and eight. Yeah, but they were also 12 eight game eight. winners. They also win double digits almost every year too. Uh, the all right, so 2003 they were six and ten. Think about that. That's 17 right. years. The last time this team was under 500. I was working at WNEW many in 2003. That's all. Seems like a hundred years ago, Jerry. And Bill Cower was still on the sidelines for the Steelers, mm-hmm. and not with Boomer and CBS with his jaw. Who was his quarterback? Uh, in 2003, you ask Tommy Maddox. Oh, I used to like Tommy Maddox. Seemed like a blue collar guy, Jerry. Yeah. That's Blue really college, isn't, isn't that amazing? Yeah, and not not only that, Al, because if you take that season out, the year before ten five and one, thirteen and three, nine and seven, then they were six and ten. They had a couple bad years in a row, but even prior to that, eleven wins, ten wins, eleven wins. That's unbelievable. The excellence they have had since ni- since nineteen ninety two, they've had three losing seasons. And get this, you ready for this? I'm going to pull a mic here and Chris. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Over, 6, under. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. 19 double-digit win seasons 19. since 1992. All right. That is remarkable. Think about the crap we've been watching here in Total New York. crap bowl. <laughs> and you're talking about a friend. And then it's not like they win the Super Bowl every year, but just consistent. It's amazing. It really is. You applaud yeah. that. I'm going to – let me applaud that right now. Wow. You guys see Greg's hair. It is freaky looking. He's got uh, his mullet. So this will you be, see it in person? Yeah, this will be the third new look from G now in three years. We had Fat Greg, we've had Thin Greg, and now we got Hairy Greg. I mean, mm. that is that is some lengthy hair going down his back. Does he look miserable, Jerry, like no. that he made the drive in? What? No, he looks good. He actually, I think he looks the way I felt when I first came in. Kind of fired up to be back a little bit. It's oh, okay. nice to be home. All right, good. Although I will tell you, parking was horrendous today. How so? What's the story? There were no spots. Oh, so that would be indication that it's not where to go. I don't. So where do you go? There's. Well, I found a spot. It just took me a few extra minutes. Usually, I just pull up and I park right on Varick Street. This time, I had to drive up a little bit. There's this one white car on Charlton. I promise you, has not moved now in three months. Maybe the person's passed away. What is the point of having the car? Maybe he's passed and he no one knows and he's in his apartment and he's still a lonely man with a greyhound by himself and passed away and no one knows and his car just sits out there and it's be an unsolved mystery episode. Are you of predicting Netflix. your own death and my own demise and that your uh, orange car is going to be <laughs> sitting in the spot for months and months? They're like this orange car is not moved in months. Here's the problem with your <laughs> and that car. dude is not taking that dog out in a while either. You, you can't hide it. <laughs> now if you had like a black Nissan. Uh, 
yeah. pretty common. That right. orange car, if it doesn't orange move, car. that thing pops. Yeah, it pops. You're like, hmm. That car hasn't moved, and we've heard that Greyhound barking a lot, and he never gets to walk anymore. All right, quick break, 517. We're just getting started on the warm-up show. It's funny. We just get started, and as soon as we start, we're done. Uh, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 right here on The Fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Alan Jerry. They suffered for their art. Now it's your turn. Hi, right, in this portion of the warm-up show brought to you by 877-8-ABUSED. I am looking at Al on uh, on my monitor with the green screen, and I want to know how much these green screens cost, because quite frankly, I want one behind me in the other studio. That looks outstanding. Yeah. This, uh, uh, Gina got me this for my birthday. I think it was 120 bucks. Is that it? Yeah, it's great. It, and it's... Uh, it it uh, it's like a projector screen, but instead of it c- pulling down, it pulls from the floor up. Right, and then it goes into a nice little. It just pushes down into a nice little carrying case. I got to get one of these. It's unbelievable, right? It, because here's the thing: I should have done this from the get go. Yes, I totally agree, and I also think with the way it looks. If I know you guys can't see what I'm seeing, but basically, I've got Al on a monitor right now. Yeah, he's in his condo, except he put the green screen on and CBS Sports Network. However, they do it. No, I did what I do. I I do everything on my end. So All right, well, it looks I, like he's in the studio. So what I did is I went back to my photos that I took when CBS redid the studio, and I just took pictures of the studio. So then I used the different uh, backgrounds, but I could do all things like, look at this, Jerry. Um, can you still see me? I know. Uh, yes. I think you're going to be the urinal one. Yeah. So this is uh, the inside the WFAN bathroom. Yeah. Why would you take that picture? Why would I take a picture of the urinals in the WFAN bathroom? I think bathroom? that's a fair question. It's a great, that's a great, I'm going to say that's a great question. You have a urinal and, fetish? Um, I'm not sure why I took that photo, but you think I could fool Boomer into thinking I'm broadcasting from the bathroom in order to, for coronavirus? I think you could try. <laughs> I see, I would do this. I would before you make it look like you're in the studio. Yeah. The first time you come on, I think you should come on with the urinals, <laughs> and then this way he thinks you're legit here. Right. But you're you're fearful of being with us, but you wanted to be in the building. Right. Like the company has okayed me to come back in, but I have to broadcast from the WFA and urinals. Let me in ask order you this: to save Eddie's life, could I take a picture of your office? Yes. And send it to you. And could you yes. get that up in time to where he thinks you'd be right next door? <laughs> probably, yes. All right, I'll do that on the break. Oh, I'll be honest. It'd probably be better if it was taken on an iPhone. I, d- I disagree. Because it's good. Okay, we'll give it a shot. We disagree. The yeah, I- but, By the way, yeah. the iPhone, I love it. I love it. I love it when this happens. My wife had so much trouble with her phone this weekend, and she's now mad at me. I never have any issues with it's any awesome. tech. The only tech I ever have issues with is at work. She I was have using, no issues with home tech. She was using her maps on uh, maps. on the iPhone. Yeah. And where we played a baseball tournament this weekend, and where we were, it was taking her to a completely different location 
to where I told her to Google it and use Google Maps. Took her right where she had to be. Oh, yeah. No, I use Google Maps on my iPhone. Right. Much you better. Go Google Maps. Google so Maps is the best. I basically told her, I'm like, well, that's why Apple sucks. And she actually was mad at me. She goes, I don't know where I am. I don't need this right now. Right. <laughs> wrong time, Jerry. It's all about nope, timing. Never a wrong time to feel right, Al. Anyway, so I love this. I think this looks spectacular yeah. to the point where... I want to get a green screen, and only from the standpoint of I want to put it inside. I hate the backdrop with the jerseys. Yeah. I don't. I love this because then I can take a picture of where I would normally be. Yes, and it would look legit. Yeah. So tune in to CBS Sports Network at some point and see this because it's tremendous. So yes, I would try. Tremendous. I would do either the urinal picks or let mm-hmm. me let's try your office one because I think okay. that would be pretty cool actually. All right, cool. Let's do that, Jerry. You won't have Sam Darnold to kick around today. I can't believe he's not Monday playing. Yeah, what a wuss. I, I, all week last week was, he's not injured, he's a little sore, he'll be okay. I don't see why he's not going to play. I come in today, he's not playing. Not playing. So we got to get that boar fest, uh, what's his name? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, he's boring. He is boring. Yeah. So we got to get him he going play on for the tonight. Bears. Oh, he'd be a great Bears quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, the Ravens had all boring quarterbacks until Lamar Jackson got there. That's right? true. They were all boring. Won't argue with that. And Joe Flacco. I mean, they did. You know, they did win. It's not like I guess. But you're right. Not the most uh, thrilling. Now this Lamar Jackson, he's exciting to watch. Lamar Jackson, very exciting to watch. That was a cool game yesterday, Jerry. And we and we Jerry, we had that on our list of Alan Jerry's cool games this weekend. We did that Which on one? Friday. Ravens Colts. Ravens Colts. What did you think? This is now. Explain to me this. I'm sure you two things from this game that have gone, as they call it, viral. 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 A, Philip Rivers' attempt on the (laughs) – did you see his tackle attempt on um, on Chuck Clark? He lost his his footing. (laughs) Come on. That was fun. That was actually funny. And then the other one is, did you see the interception? Yes. I did see the interception. I watched it live on Red Zone. Please explain to me why wide receivers have to maintain possession of the ball – "Quote unquote" through the catch, but a defensive back does not. Yeah, and they t- overturned that. Right, right. It right. was called incomplete, and then upon further review, they called I it an interception league. for the Ravens. It's like I love it and I hate it at the same time. It's a love hate relationship. It really like it is just it, oh, it's nauseating watching yeah. this game. Like if that to me, and then and then you've got the touchdown in L.A. for the Chargers. That's not. Right. When, yeah, I get the ball as he makes the catch. I understand he got sort of separated, but controlled it immediately. And the ball doesn't really hit the ground. Come on. He caught the ball. I I, I find it so incredibly frustrating. I really do. I was actually listening to, (laughs) on the radio, the Chargers play-by-play of that that call. Matt Money Smith? I don't know who they were. But he called, of course, a touchdown. Yeah, everybody did. It was called a touchdown on the field. And then he was so angry with himself, he said, I don't know why I do this every week. I call the touchdown, then it's not a touchdown, <laughs> and it's another heartbreaking loss. They have have had like 14. Oh, it's brutal, dude. 14 games where they either lost on, on one of the last plays or like it's a, it seems well, like Well, forget a 14 games. Just how about their season? 14. How many season. blown double-digit leads they've had? Yeah. They're toe-to-toe with the Raiders the entire game. yet. Now, I didn't watch it. But I've got the score up live on the on the computer screen, and they're toe to toe with the Raiders the entire way. And then you see, wow, first and goal with you know whatever it was. I want to say first and goal with eighteen seconds left. All right, second and goal with twelve seconds. Third and goal with seven seconds. 
And it's like, man, they're right there. Then you see the score go up. Uh, and then the score comes down. I mean, they just invent ways to lose. Yeah. They're like and the Giants that. in a way. Can't get I out of their own way. Justin Herbert, but. He's been good. I mean. Hanging tough also, Jerry. He took a big shot. Yesterday. Yeah. I Listen, I would think the Chargers absolutely know. they. This is the difference between the Chargers and the Jets. The Chargers know. I think they know they have their quarterback of the future. The Jets don't know, and now he's not playing again tonight. Right. You know, and the Giants aren't really sure yet, although I think Daniel Jones, if he can just not turn the ball over like yesterday, they'll win games and he'll be good. Do you think the Patriots win convincingly tonight or the squeak by the Jets and Joe Flacco? It's a wonderful question. If I I understood anything, Al, I mean, explain to me the Panthers yesterday. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, you you tell Panthers Steelers, and not for nothing, they line up for a sixty-seven yard field goal. He had plenty of leg; he just missed it wide right. Yeah, oh, very wide right. But the Chiefs were that close to losing that game to the Panthers yeah. at home in Kansas City, and right, and Teddy Bridgewater, the the league, the Cowboys winning the nineteen. It just none of makes no sense. I'm Jerry, sorry. This is why I'm one and uh, four every week in my parlays. Right, but then again, if you go money line, you'd win. Money, money, money. Right. I do believe you'd win because you... Now, I would not... Here's the difference, though. I wouldn't go heavy favorites. Right. You know, right. you want to yeah, pad yeah, it right. with one. That's fine. But you got to go games that you think you got a good chance to win as opposed to... Like, the Chiefs on the money line would have been nothing yesterday. The Steelers' right. money line would have been nothing yesterday. Right. But there were other games you could have picked successfully that would have been a lot more in the middle which is where when you now multiply it by five, that's where you can actually make some money. But the league is just goofy. It really is. Absolutely goofy. How about I love this Dalvin Cook for the Vikings? They're uh, quite a bit better when he's on the field, aren't they? I saw he uh, in his post-game. I saw his post-game press conference. He was wearing headphones. But right. I don't. I don't think it was to. He- what do you think it was to hear? It's to the- hear the conference call. Uh, oh. Did you see? Was it? I'm trying to think. Was it Raheem Morris of the Falcons? One of the. I think it was one of the coaches showed up to one of. Oh, it was Mike Zimmer of the Vikings uh, on Wednesday, I believe. He had on like the big, huge headphones, not the pods. Yeah. He, he looked ridiculous. They all put him in for the most part. Not. I shouldn't say all of them. Most yeah, had- of them wear headphones. Yeah, I didn't. I I haven't noticed it on anybody except him. And I'm like, is this dude listening to music while people are going to ask him questions? I watch the cowboy ones every week. Most yeah. of them have the pods in instead of the big headphones. But Dalvin Cook has a hat on where he, it's a caricature of him in a chef's hat. Oh, nice! Because his name is Cook. I like that. Listen, with the way he's running, boy, I've said listen a hundred times this hour. Hey, listen. With the way, um, listen, Pikey, uh, with the way he has run the ball and scored at will since he's come back, he can wear any hat he wants. How about the fact Russo called in to Joe on Friday? Is that right? Did you catch any of it? I, 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 let, me, let me just applaud the radio station for a quick minute because I thought what they did Friday for Joe was incredibly well done. I thought it was outstanding. Mark called in. Couldn't have been more complimentary to Joe. You had Francesa called in. How about Jeff Van Gundy called in? Is that right? Uh, it was, yeah, and and Joe's out was exactly as G said it would be. I want to thank all the callers. Couldn't do it without you. It was great. It really was. I, I enjoyed it. I'm a little sad, but it was, it was really yeah. cool. I know on the WFAN website they've got a list of all of the guests, so yeah. you can go back and listen to them. Pretty crazy. And then I also I tweeted about this Friday, and we got to take a break, Eddie. Um they put together 
I want to say, a little five or six caller segment from back in the overnight days. Oh. And you talk about bringing back memories. I mean, these were the people that I spoke to as the producer every single night, you know, with Joe, because they would call in. Joe was like everything uh, for them, and that show was. And so you had like Doris and Rigo Park, Short Allen Brooklyn, Bruce and Bayside, wow. John and Philly, all these guys. Jim in Connecticut, these people, I mean, they're like part of your life there every night. And it was, it was pretty awesome actually hearing it. I thought it was another really nice touch by the radio station to do that. I thought it was pretty cool. Brought back a lot of memories and also the fact yeah. that 25 years has gone by like that, which is scary. Right. Don't blink, Jerry. It goes very fast. Yeah, you'll be 76. Well, yeah. Yes. Yes, I will, because that's only 25 years away. Right. How about that? I can count. All right, 535. We are only 25 minutes away from the start of the Boomer and Geo show. The boys are both here. How about that? And so is Al. At least it looks like so that. So am I, TV. Jerry. I'm, I'm right in the studio, right by the Rangers jersey. Just look for me there. The, the only problem is your old photo has a Yankee jersey in it. We don't have that in the studio anymore. Oh. Ew. All right, Ew. this portion of the warm-up show brought to you by 877-8-ABUSED. Coming right back on the fan. Alan Jerry, because you can't get enough sports with the other 23 hours in the day. All right, 20 in front of 6. It is a Monday morning. It is great to have you with us, the warm-up show, until we get you to Boomer and Geo. What else you got there, Albert? Send me the uh, photos of my um, office. I did. And when I uh, tried to punch them into the my uh, Zoom meeting, it reversed my green screen so that the office was in, like it was covering my body, and the background was green, so it screwed everything up. So I have to try to figure out how to how do I, how do I get back to normal? Huh? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. That's weird. Very weird, Jerry. This is what we deal with with technology, though. It is it is pretty cool, though, I will say. <laughs> it's very yeah, neat technology. It, it, it completely reversed itself. I don't know what's going on. That's like, odd. Look, I'll show you on the screen there. Dana, I don't have it do, on. Do, My do, monitor do, has I'm looking oh, at okay. Steve Cohen talking about uh, what he did after he took over on Friday. No, I see. All right, so. well, I've got to fix that. But, Jerry, let's get back to sports talk, shall we? If you'd like. That's uh, something I never thought you'd hear sports from talk. you. Oh, did you see Alex Trebek passed away? Yes. Jeopardy host. I, yes, I did. That's not sports talk. I heard that was uh, circulating in the stands at the baseball field yesterday. Yeah. Oh, Twitter loves Twitter loves a good rest in peace. Like, they love... Twitter loves a good rest in peace? Yeah, like, people cannot get to Twitter fast enough to write rest in peace when somebody pa- when a celebrity passes away. I don't think I've done it once. Oh, my gosh, Jerry. It's like, it's nonstop. Yeah. And it's people that have no real connection to... Alex Trebek. I mean, if you watch it, but they act like a family member's past. Yeah, I guess it means a lot to them. I suppose. Who's I did see a video. Gonna be, who's going to be the new host? I did see a video of a man um, of foreign descent, descent who had won on Jeopardy one time, and he started crying. He said that he learned English with his grandfather watching Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. Isn't that something? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Wow. That is something. So, yeah, that we don't know who the... But too early to, to say, Jerry, the man just passed. I guess his final episode will air on Christmas Day. Oh, it hasn't aired yet. No. They've no got, kidding. They've got, they banked some episodes. Well, I knew that. I knew... You know, I read something about him, I want to say about a month ago, where they discussed how they were taping a bunch of shows on days he felt, he felt well. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that they hadn't aired yet or they weren't airing yet. So that's, that's sad. It's sad for sure. 
but I will look forward to watching that. Christmas Day, you say, huh? Christmas Day is what That's I. It's a tough uh, day to put Jeopardy on, isn't it? It is. Well, it's like I don't understand like when the NBA plays on Christmas Day. I'd be like, can't I spend Christmas with my family and give us one day off? See, I always enjoyed that late in the day on Christmas. Yeah. Because for us, you know, Christmas Eve is a big deal, Christmas morning, and then, yeah, Christmas Day for sure. But to me, when you got to like, it's kind of like the Christmas music we talked about in the podcast the other day. You get to like four or five o'clock, it's, it's over. Like it's enough. Then it's time yeah. to move on. So to me, I always enjoyed it four or five o'clock. All right. Let's put some basketball on. There's something to watch. Let's move forward. Right. I don't need the noon games. I'm not watching. There's no chance I'm watching anything at noon or 2 o'clock. You get to 5. I think it's okay. I do like right. that. But right. I'm so with you. you. Do I, don't like, need, I don't need the four games in a row. I'm mean, like, can, I, can we please like spend our time? It's, it's like weird when even football and Thanksgiving kind of go hand in hand. We always get the Lions. We always get the Cowboys. Even that, I feel like, especially a guy that like travels a bunch of different teams like a guy that's you know you're not a lifetime cowboy or lion like oh i'm on the cowboys this year i gotta play on thanksgiving and i I barely play you know what you're signing up for sign yeah right you know what you're signing up for you're on the cowboys you're playing thanksgiving day i've always said and you know i've obviously worked the games now for 10 years and it's it's not that it sounds ridiculous but it's not that easy to do the games from the site because of you know, the boot, the space in the booth and stuff like that. But I've always said when I was when I grew up that I was going to go to Dallas every year for Thanksgiving. I did it once. <laughs> and then I think I got the job the next year, and that was the end of that. So and I really like, th- when no I went, more. I thought that was going to be the start of the run every year. <laughs> and I went once. And it yeah. was it was great, man. It really was. It was it's got a different feel to it. It it in a weird way, you don't feel like you're just at a game. It did feel like you were at a holiday. It just it was pretty cool. It's something that I would like to do again. All right. No Golden Tate yesterday, Jerry. He was benched. Yeah, benched. He was home. Oh, he was home. He didn't even travel with the team. That's really benched. Like, it's one thing to be benched when you're on the bench. Yes. He was benched on his couch. See, I think, for me, I would have made him travel. And then benched And would have said, you're not activated. Sit there and watch. Right. Make him travel, unless he likes traveling. Because to me, all you did was give him a weekend at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's some punishment. <laughs> that was awful. Although, you know, who knows? Maybe if wife, his wife sent him outside to do leaves or something. <laughs> what do I need to do in order for you to send me home to my comfortable mansion? <laughs> what, what sort of things do I need to do to tick the team Right. Because think of this, Al. These guys never get Sundays off unless they're playing on Monday night. And even if they're playing on Monday night, I'm sure they have some sort of a walkthrough on Sunday. Like, this was a Sunday home in the fall without a bye week. Right. That's outstanding. It sounds tremendous. Sounds like something I would like to do. Because you ever think about that like baseball players? Like we take for granted in the summer we have our family barbecues around the 4th of July or, you know, whatever summer Saturday it might be. Think of someone like Derek Jeter who played 20 years with the Yankees who never was able to have like that family barbecue on a Saturday or a Sunday. Right. Like you're he was playing. playing every Saturday and every and the times you do get off, it's because the weather's crappy and you're not doing anything anyway. Right, you get rained out. Yeah, pretty much. Like you know, and I, I know they make a lot of money. I get it. Those are the, those are the the give and take. But still, I mean, we're still humans at the end of the day. Well, most of us are. Jerry, I'm not a big college football guy, but I did put two college things on my list for today. I watched Rutgers, Ohio State Saturday night before I fell asleep. Rutgers, Ohio. They lost, yes, Rutgers? They did, yeah. They got creamed. Well, I watched the first half. Eddie, what was the final score of that? I went to bed at 35-3. 
What was the final? I know they scored 27 points. You know what the final was? Yeah, it was like 48 or 49 or something. The 27. Yeah, they were competitive, though. Oh, yeah, no, no, for sure. But I didn't see the end of it. And then what were your two things, Al? Well, one, I was putting uh, that uh, Notre Dame beat Clemson right. in double overtime. Did everybody have a mask on when they stormed the field? No, but I did find it funny that, um, uh, and I saw this tweet by from Clay Travis of Fox Sports. He put out the, some some rando dude, but the rando dude had a blue check mark, so I don't know who he was. He the the day before he was so excited that all the Pete that there were huge crowds in front of the White House celebrating Joe Biden's win, right? But but then the then he and then he also took a picture of all the people on the field. For Notre Dame going, this is bad for COVID. Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. really. It's... <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell happened. you. We still haven't figured out what, what is right and what is wrong. Right. It is unbelievable. We're ser- we got to be the dumbest nation going. It's November. We can do certain we things with a mask on. We can't yeah. do other things with a mask on. We can gather here as long as we have masks on. But God forbid we gather there with a mask on. I mean. You can storm the field, Jerry. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. It really yeah. is. Oh, well. What was the other thing you put on your list? Uh, the other, My other uh, college football thing? You said Michigan. You I, this is what I wrote, Jerry. Michigan loses again. Yeah, I saw that. So what is that? Do they stink now? Why are they losing? The, uh, Eddie can probably characterize this better. I would say they've been a good they team. Stink. They have not been a great team, and they don't win the big games. Is no. that fair? Yeah, they don't. I think they have one win against their rivals, yeah. Michigan State and Michigan. But is that and new? No, this has been going on since, since Harbaugh, Harbaugh got took there. over, what? and he was supposed to bring them back. Oh, like they're good, but they don't win the big yeah. games. Yeah, they're a good team, you know, but they hadn't lost to Indiana since like the eighties. Yeah, Indiana. Was it, was I it, didn't. I, I thought they only played basketball there. No, they play football, evidently, and they're ranked right now. Is that right? Well, because they beat Michigan. Yeah. No, but and, they were oh. winning games prior to this. Yeah, they're three and zero. They beat right. Rutgers. I forget who. Yeah, they but they beat, they in beat the opener. Penn State. Penn State. They beat with right. that crazy, crazy ending. That's exactly right. And Penn State yes. lost again this weekend. Maryland and Tua's brother. Yeah. Tua. I saw Boomer tweeting that. I wondered. I thought. So. I thought I heard someone say Tagovailoa in some college game. I was like, what are they talking about? That dude's on the Dolphins now. I thought these. I thought well, these broadcasters had no idea. What's his brother's Jerry? first name? Tua. It'd be cool if it was Hua. <laughs> Hua. No. Tagovailoa. <laughs> it's Talalea or something Tago like that. This is awesome. There's Tua, right? And then there's Hua. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go down to his personal part. Of, oh, I'm my on God. Wikipedia. We're still no, Jerry, no, no, no. Don't worry, Jerry. It's all good. Uh-huh. Oh, Tagavailoa's younger brother, Talia. Talia. Eddie was on it. T A U L I A. By the way, why do people say Tungavailoa? There's no N anywhere in that. That's how he pronun- pronounced really? it. Really? Do we just, have to go over weird pronunciations and spellings? In just, the, just Tagavailoa. Like, uh, no, it's Tungavailoa. Just like the uh, the quarterback for Clemson, DJ Ui Unga Lale. Five fifty-two on a Monday morning. One final break, and then we'll get you Boomer and Geo at the top of the hour. Uh, this portion of the warm-up show brought to you by RSM Audit, Tax, and Consulting. But first, a Radio.com Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence, what to make of the Saints treat down? Beat down. That's a B. Sorry. Oh, that's a B. It looks yeah, like a sorry. TR. All right, their beat down of the Bucks. 
It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes till we get you to the top. The Giants did win. The Jets play tonight. Monday night football, as Al told us. No Sam Darnold. Al, what else you got? No Sam Darnold, Jerry. Uh, Russell Wilson has uh, filed a trademark claim for... Yeah, what is this now? Let Russ cook. What does that mean? I have no idea. Is he going to make that- shirts? I guess he's going to make shirts. Is that the same thing as like when uh, when uh, Ezekiel Elliott does feed me? I guess. So he, which does I don't feed like either. Me. Russ Wilson wants to let Russ cook. There's no way Ezekiel Elliott was able to trademark feed me. I mean, <laughs> there's so yep. many starving people in this world. He wouldn't you, be that ballsy, would he? You owe him money now, Jerry. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, <laughs> you owe that. money. You just said feed me. Feed me. <laughs> I hate me when ball. he does that. You I know what? Other, I ahead. see other people doing it, too, which seems like you're ripping off Ezekiel. They yes. Just like, feed me. Because he was the first one to do it. I thought it was absurd when he started yeah. doing it. Now others are doing it. That's one of those things where if you like, it's like to me, well, you like the Cowboys and you don't like it. But for me, it'd be one of those things like if he was on a team I hated, I would hate that he does that. And then if he was traded to my team, I'd be like, that's awesome. Feed I me. hate it. Feed me I absolutely despise it. Feed me. I, I see mean, also that uh, no punishment for Justin Turner. I thought that was really interesting. Of the Dodgers. Yeah. Hey, they basically said, Meh, everybody makes mistakes. Like, Listen, we all <laughs> okay. make mistakes. Things happen, Jerry. Now, part of this could be too, Al. No other Dodgers have tested positive. And with a little respect, a little silence, please. I'm an amazing triangle player. And Evan Roberts. I'm getting moist. Afternoons, 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. Starting today on The Fan.